Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Back with y'all with another episode. Episode 23, man. Already. Episode Jordan. 23. Michael <laughs> MJ. Jordan. But yeah, man, you know, hey, dubs, dubs, Warriors got they, you know, they they ring, they fourth one, you know. Uh you was you was a Celtics fan the whole time, right? I'm just surprised Al Horford didn't get MVP. Bro, That's what? Oh, I'm just what did you think I'm was gonna confused. happen? Like, be honest. What did you really think was you thought you thought Al Horford was finna lead them to a? You know what's funny? Every time like we'll go out to like go watch the game, and uh, Selena would ask me or hey, some random person like, oh, because I'll have like a Raiders like I have some Raiders or my tattoo in my hand. Uh-huh. They'll be like, uh, oh, you going for the Warriors? I'm like, yeah, but if my friend B Dab was here, I would have said the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But obviously, I knew the the Warriors were gonna win. I mean, I want them to win. Okay, inside. you saying that now? You saying that now? <laughs> You say that now. Only because they won. Remember, remember the ra- the year of the Raptors. The year we played the Raptors. And I remember we was in Applebee's. And I remember I was so hot. I ate, bro. I was at like a boiling point. And I think it was, was it the game Clay got hurt? Was it the game? That's the game we it watched? It might have been. Or was it the game before that? Because that was the game they got eliminated. I, I think it was the game before that. when we. I think we had we had lost that one. Yeah, yeah, they lost. We had lost yeah. the game before, and I remember uh, they had, they had came back and won. And I remember like the whole game, you were in my ear, like talking about some. You know y'all gonna lose, right? <laughs> hey, y'all know y'all weak. Y'all know y'all weak. Y'all know y'all gonna lose, bruh. And it's just like you that friend that just pokes the bear, bruh. And I was just oh, I was, I was so mad. To die at that Applebee's. Oh my, because I was being hella loud when I was when I think about it now. And there's like other people that are, you know people are willing to die for their sports team. Yeah, I was willing to die off of a joke. <laughs> not me, not me. Nah, I, I ain't gonna dive into that I thought it was so funny though That shit is crazy But nah like I'm glad they got their dub You know you know, my, my boy Curry got his fourth one The same as you know Y'all goats You know I'm not saying Nothing that LeBron But you know He got four just like Yo, yo goat So um, hey, I'm happy they, they They brought that back To um, you know The Bay And you know All them boys they, they deserve it You know what I'm saying And they have a young team You know that I know you don't know A lot about like The people that are on the Warriors, but they got some young talent. They got some dogs. They got Kamunga. Kaminga, he's 19 years old, bro. That's crazy. 19. That's wild. Um, they got Moody. They got Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's about to get a bag. As long, the one thing I was watching of that the NBA Finals and the playoffs, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole has all the skills. He mm-hmm. just, like, can't finish. Yeah. that's like He has all the open shots, crazy opening shots, and I'm just like – like no way! Like he does like, like Steph Curry moves, like definitely yeah. influenced or ins- inspired, but then he won't finish. I'm like not all the time. Obviously, he finishes yeah. a lot, but like there's some times where I'm just like, damn! Like he just like he'll saw somebody up yeah. and then miss. I'm like, bro, if you would have made that, it's gonna come though. Yeah, because he's because he's young. He's 23, bro. He's taking those shots. though. He's 23. It's a good thing that he's missing. Yeah, yeah, he's taking those shots, learning, and I'm so glad he has this time to just sit there and lock in with with uh curry and just learn because when he first got in the league like watching him it was just like man you could just tell he just needed a lot of development mm. so they ended up sending him down to the g league bro oh, I didn't know and that. he w- he was dogging he mm-hmm. was going crazy when he came back bro mm. dropped like dub five or 30 i think and uh 25 or 30 mm. and uh he was just uh, he just looked like a different player bro and ever since then he just been going crazy and we kind of was seeing it when he's making these half-court shots, doing the same moves. Like, they'll do a side-by-side mm-hmm. of him and Curry doing the same move and making it, like, early in Curry's career and in his career. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dang. Besides him being 6'7", it's like, 
he could be something nice for no, real. And they have it. that team. They're still building like they're still building with that foundation they have. And they have James Wiseman that didn't even play like that. You know what I'm mm. saying? So they got they got some good young dudes that they can build chemistry with over the years. And I think that's gonna be fun to go and watch. And I wish I would have went to a game, man. You gotta spend that money. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, being in season and not being able to go, you know what I mean? So mm. but no, nah, it's you know, I didn't, bro, I didn't even go to the parade, bro. Yeah. I was hiking. So when we got back from our game, bro, it was like they, they, they put it on the, um, they put it on their Twitter and said, oh, the, the, the parade is going to be Monday at 11. So I already know I would have to get to BART and get out there. I probably have to leave and be out there like eight o'clock. You know what I mean? So, and I already had planned something. So. Right. I I went and did that. I went on a hike. I went to the Mission Peak thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I seen the pictures, bro. Crazy, crazy. The bay turned out. Curry was dead, bro. He had me weak. He was he was gigging, bro. He was gig- It was funny. He was drunk. <laughs> he was like, oh, he know what he doing. So he know what he's doing. They said he been in the bay too long. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, so that's one thing you notice too, like the separation of like the difference in like the Bay Area mm-hmm. and then from everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. Like the Bay Area is the Bay Area. Like there's certain things that you see are slang or words. Swag. Swag too, like dance moves that you know or music influence, mm-hmm. like straight that's Bay Area sound. Mm-hmm. Like that has like that's what that's what I love about the Bay Area. It has like its own distinguished, you know, own movement that you can't Facts. replicate. Facts, facts. Mm. And they, been, bro, they been on that, bro. Mm. Been on that since the hyphen movement, bro. It's not plant, bro. Mm-hmm. And people like from other states, you know, or from, from, you know, maybe down south would be like, oh, well, we came out with this. Well, we came out with this. And it's just like a whole bunch of swagger jacking. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's it's all love at the end of the day. But the bay, the bay is different, bro. Mm. Love it. You know me. How's everything been going for you for this past, like, week, week and a half? I mean, I've been doing good, you know. Like, I'm just, like, pursuing my goals, constantly making mistakes, and then just trying to work on, like, my morning routines. Like, try to wake up with, like, gratitude. Because sometimes I'll get on my phone as soon as I wake up and check, like, the podcast or, like, my own individual Instagram, work emails. Like, I'll wake up ready to, like, put fires out. Like, I kind of wake up already, like, tensed. You know, like, oh, like after I look at my phone and then I might cause anxiety to the, for the day for me in the beginning. There's like some science behind that. Like you get a, sorn, a certain um, amount of like the stress chemical, I think it's cortisol in your body. And it peaks usually in the morning naturally. So I would, you know, go through social media and stuff like that. And, you know, news is 24-7. So you have like shootings, the uh, the sad thing that happened with the law that passed with like abortion with women mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, you know, it will kind of put you in a mood. So I've been practicing, like I'll wake up in the morning. I'll listen to like, uh, Oh, like example of uh, the videos you, you sent me with Steve Harvey, Joel, uh, Joel Austin, Austin. I could be saying his name completely mm-hmm. wrong, but like just some great words like gratitude or never give up or, you know, don't be weak. Don't give in. Like I'll listen to that 10 minute videos. Like when I'm in the shower to set the mood for the day. And so, and yeah, I'm just trying to focus on more gratitude and trying to be more patient. Cause I feel like I'm very good at it, but the people closest to me show that I have a lot to work on. So 
Yeah, I've just been trying to like hammer down on some of the things that I know at the moment that I'm struggling with. Yeah. And when when it comes to that those struggles and stuff that you're dealing with, I know you're trying to be, you know, grateful and have gratitude and, you know, the time that you're in your life right now, um, you know, with the, the voices, you know, because everybody, you know, majority of people, you know, from my experience, from the things that you've told me, there's always that that negative voice that tries to pull you down. How do you deal with that when you're going through these tough times or you're having trouble with, you know, or whether if you're going through anxieties of life or going through th- things in relationships or with your career, how do you like block out that noise and stay on your grind? Um, it took me a while, like years to like fully at least get to a certain point where I'm not in those thoughts for too long, more than I need to, which was having shortcuts like cheat codes, affirmations. That will, you know, if an initial thought comes in where I start judging myself in my head, like, you know, people refer it to like the judge or the 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 words of knowledge that's in your head from either people that, you know, it could be it could have been your your dad when you were a kid or your mom, your uncle, your brother, your teacher when you were a child or a teenager that developed words that altered you from pursuing something or being yourself. So I try to um, try to figure out ways within affirmations to then have a shortcut out of it, to not be in it for too long than I need to. And um, it's still a struggle, like not every day, but like certain times or whatever, it'll like come into my mind where I'll start to even judge myself. Like, oh, who are you to talk like that or, or you don't even know what you're talking about or, or, you know, I just like random, maybe just, it could be the most randomest thing. You know, I'll be like super self-conscious of myself, even when nobody outside of myself actually gives a fuck what I'm doing. You know, I think, um, I think it was Gary V. I, I had heard a video where he mentioned that you're so worried about your pimple that's on your face that you forget that other people are focusing and worried about their pimple. So, at the end of the day, nobody really gives a fuck. People just gives their opinion. So I have to remind myself, like, it's all in your head. Like, this fake reality, this fake judging of yourself. Like, you get to choose what you look at. That's another great thing I learned from Gary Vee is, like, you know, if you focus on looking at the negatives, that's all you're going to be focused on. If you try to focus on the positives, then that's what you will focus on. You know, half empty, half full. Like, that's a true, I think, uh, viewpoint. It's a viewpoint, your, your perspective, uh, f- as for a better word, that sometimes, you know, you are so wired to pay attention to the negative things because of the people that you grew up with or TV and stuff that you forget to focus on the good things and the positive things to keep you going towards that goal that those little negative thoughts might come in. So... For me, I think just over time working on it and being conscious that it's just all in your head and I just got to rewire and work on it and try to develop ways that other successful people did to eliminate those thoughts. And I just try to be practical and just try to, you know, get better each day on eliminating little by little the noise. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So in that same sense, um, you know, I, I have a success coach and. Um, you know, I've been working with him for a couple months with, with some things and the, um, you know, blocking out the noise and like basically 
getting over that hump of um of the self doubt and you know critiquing myself to a certain extent um you know we we came up with this with um like a formula like basically like when you're getting these negative thoughts and when you're getting like this doubt in, in your head and you're talking to yourself telling yourself like damn I don't know if you can do this or like who are you to be doing this or who are you to be doing that like are you sure you can do this like or maybe this workout is a little too hard you can rest or you can sit down as we were talking and he was telling me he said you know you know something that worked for him was you know accepting that thought you know what I mean accept the thought um you know who you are so accept it think about it deny it like hey this isn't who I am you you hear it but you're like that's not who I am it's okay that's not me and go where go in the direction of where you're supposed to be and where you know you can be so if you're doing a workout and you're like man this last two reps are a little tough I could just stop now nobody's looking or maybe hmm I don't know if I want to get up and go to work today. I don't know if I want to get up and go provide for my family today. I don't know if 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 it's really worth it for me to get up or anything on that that line, you know, except that negative thought. You know, it is what it is. You're thinking about that for a reason. Don't block it out because at the end of the day, that that you're feeling like that for a reason. You know what I mean? Accept the thought, address it, and push it to the side. Yeah. So it's like you really do have to have some type of practical way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just let your your thoughts and feelings control you in life. And you see that with a lot of people, even myself. Like I, I think it's fair for us to say like a lot of stuff that we talk about is because we've been through it. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about like people that judge and people that critique and people that it's because I did that. Yeah. Like that's why I'm so good to be able to articulate it well is because I've been through it. I've done it. I've seen other people do it. I've read it or heard it, but mostly I've went through that experience. So, and that's why it's important to like be able to, you know, identify yourself with other people. I just, I look at everybody like that's just me. Like that, that's just another version of me. If I was in their shoes, I'd be the same way. And for me, it's like, what do they, what are they not seeing that's stopping them? Like, that's why I love that trainer. I forgot his name, but he trained uh, Michael Jordan. He trained Kobe Bryant. Uh, I think you know who I'm talking about. I just don't know his name. You've seen his, you've seen videos. I sent you videos, an mm-hmm. interview maybe with him too. I think you sent me something with him. But I even have it as my alarm. It says, uh, uh, one of my alarms throughout, throughout the day, it says, your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you want to take that extra five-minute sleep and snooze, even though you have ten minutes to hurry up and get ready, but you want the extra five, you end up you actually end up, being more tired if you take that little five minute snooze if you would have actually just woke up initially so and that's where your mind has to be stronger than that like you have to do what's right instead of what's convenient which is like an easy outlet which is being lazy basically like you have to do the hard shit that a lot of people don't do to separate yourself like you have to be unique like that's one thing i don't want to be like everybody else my ideas my perception of what a sentence or if uh, a emoji you know, means to you because of how you use an emoji or how you use a sentence or how you use this word doesn't mean that I'm going to use it or define the same way. So I think you have to try to be unique and try to have outlets on how to, you know, basically be centered with yourself when those thoughts are lingering in. 
Okay, okay. And how important is, you know, being patient with those thoughts and being patient when it comes to your success or with family members, friends, those relationships? How important is it to be patient? Being important with patience, I believe, is being as as important with the vision of where you're trying to go with whatever you're dealing um, in the moment, whether it's a goal or a relationship. It's like, well, well, where are you trying to go? Where, what's the um, the goal, the task, the even materialism for some people that that's how they get motivated or revenge or because somebody and when you were a kid told you you can't do this like. You know, for me, it's easier to be patient when I have a vision, but it's still a struggle at the same time because you're working through your thoughts and then you're maybe absorbing that energy from somebody that's causing you to be impatient because maybe they're impatient. You want them to be at this level, but that's unfair because you get to two different people, whether it's a coworker or somebody that's on your team, whether your team might be in a corporate um, setting or it might be on the field or on the court, you know, like you need to develop patience in order for them to be, you know, at a certain level that you would like them or for you to be able to articulate yourself to be a reflection how you want that person to be if they like patience. So and patience is us i don't think nobody has patience figured out i don't think monks do i think they they could even speak to it and even the people that are well read on philosophy and you know being centered and being zen it's a constant struggle because you're going to have the initial feeling of being like impatient but then it's like how do you respond you know do you bring yourself back do you bite your tongue to be able to breathe and think through the thought before you say something and like um I feel sometimes that like other people would see me or they might see a clip and people would think I have it all figured out or that I don't struggle with things that they struggle. But, you know, I'm struggling with the same things you are. You just might not see it. I am very open about it because um, I believe that it's not spoken a lot. People try to put this image that you got it all figured out and stuff. But man, I'm far from that. Like I'm patience. One of the things that I'm constantly struggling with, but constantly getting better because of struggle. I'm struggling well though. Cause I'm trying, you know, I'm not just like, Oh, this is who I am. And I'm impatient. Nah, fuck that. Like I'm trying to figure out what I can do to be more patient every day. I don't think I'll ever be fully patient, but that's the chase and learning myself each day and learning people and being patient with them. That's exciting to me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's definitely not something that you can easily like just master. You know what I mean? Like I, I've, for the majority of my life, I've, you know, been around kids, as you know, nieces and nephews. And, you know, I kind of had to get forced into like being patient and, and not always being like, okay, if this isn't gonna get done in my time, like I'm flustered. You know what I mean? So naturally I kind of, you know, dealing with kids, babies and all that, I kind of, mellowed down and but it's still it's still to this day it's still tough but um like you said like it's a it's a grind you know you're constantly gonna gonna have that initial feeling because you know that initial feeling it'd be so toxic too oh my god with the smallest things you'll be just so ready to like snap but Mm. um you know you gotta 
put on that new personality and 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 just know like okay that's not who i am or what i want to be anymore mm-hmm. um but w- as it pertains to uh, gratitude to you um what is gratitude to you and um how do you put this into your daily regimen like do you wake up every morning being grateful do you have this as a daily a daily thing or is this more of like like a consistent thing or is it not to me it's like a it's not consistent no one thing i know is i'm not consistent in a lot of shit like i suck <laughs> like i am trying to get better and i'm doing better one thing i am consistent i can honestly say is this podcast and then also like me improving myself every single day. Like I always like to say, I think I got this from Jocko Willink or maybe it was somebody else, but they were like, I'm on the get 1% better campaign every day. Like that's what I'm on. I'm just trying to get better every single day. Even if it's the smallest thing, it's a perspective or a viewpoint, or if I can help somebody bring a smile, like I'm just trying to be better. And when it pertains to gratitude, that's one also struggle that I have as well. It's one of the many. Like, I'm constantly – and when I say struggle, it doesn't. it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's just something that I'm conscious that I lack and I can be better. I might have more gratitude compared to the other person and stuff like that, but I'm not focused on that comparing level. You know what I mean? I'm focused on, like, within myself. Like, you know, I can tell I'm not being grateful by the way I might treat a person at a certain moment or how I'm treating the person at the current moment. And um, one one thing right now for me, I know we talked about a little bit before, and I'm still working through it, so I'm not going to be fully bringing it up in the air because, you know, I'm not, you know, married to the ideas yet. But I do struggle with uh, my relationships, like with Mm -hmm. women, especially being grateful for them. Like they can do so much stuff for me. And I could sometimes be ungrateful by finding something that I want that they might not be there yet, or I'm holding them to a standard that's unfair because we're not the same person and my strength they might not have. It might be their weakness and they might they may they may uh sorry, they may not be at that level yet of, you know, if they want to be whatever mm-hmm. skill or, or trait that might be that I need to push me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it's selfish. I think at the end of the day too, it's like, you know, I, don't, I shouldn't need nobody to motivate me. And I am super self-motivated, you know what I mean? But, you know, I do get 1% better, but I might be looking for 5%. I might need somebody to tell me to not go out to the bar and, you know, go go on that run that you said you wanted to do. Like, I need that sometime. And that person might be struggling too. So that one beer that, on that weekday is, uh, it's kind of like a, a it's like Coca-Cola for Warren Buffett. He makes millions of dollars, very uh, family man, but he might drink something that people look at as unhealthy, but that ah, moment gives him peace. So, and I think about like, when it comes to gratitude, it's just, uh, I try, I'm trying to create new habits now. Like in the morning, how I was talking about earlier, I try to play a video that you sent me and I try to play somebody that is talks about gratitude that might have a new perspective on it that I haven't heard yet. You know, I only know what I got going on here or what I've heard. But there's a lot of shit out there in the world that I don't know and conversations that I could have with people that are super gratitude on the way they move in life. So, like, as long as I uh, study those people and play the videos or listen to my AirPods when, you know, I'm somewhere, if I'm driving, like the more it'll instill and I'll get better. And uh, that's one thing I feel that, 
you know, I can get better at and in due time I will. And, uh, it's a constant challenge for me to cherish the people around me. You know what I mean? And it's a struggle, but I'm definitely trying. So what do you do when you try to be grateful or you try to, you know, have patience or maybe you have a goal that you might have for a day or maybe the week and you don't get it done? How do you address that? How do you how do you look at that? Do you look at that as a failure or do you look at it as an opportunity just to get back on track and just try to attack it in a different way? Man, that's a good question. The way you phrased it was good, too, because you mixed gratitude. So, like, I'm happy the fact that I actually fucked up because then I'm able to see now, which is new, this this idea that I've been kind of practicing or this revelation, I guess you could say, you could say is that um, sometimes I'm not positioning myself well to do that goal, that task. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, let's say, tomorrow, right? I'm planning on going on a five-mile run tomorrow right after work. But instead, I choose to go to the bar. I have positioned myself to go on that run by drinking alcohol and eating this food. And that's, like, the best example that I have because I do that at times, you know. Because, I mean, it's very stressful at work sometimes. I handle it very, very well, very stoic around the people, and and they see it. But sometimes it it weighs on me, so that, that beer... Uh, on the, on a Thursday, you know, it's just like, uh, it just, it cools me down. It relaxes me, but running does that too, but it's easier to do, to go to the restaurant and get the beer and the food, you know what I mean? Than it is to go on that run. So, exactly. and, and that's what it is right there. Right. I'm chasing a, a cheap, uh, I'm chasing something that's uh, cheap and that's stimulating just as much as a run. But the thing about that run is I feel so much better after than I do drinking. So so it's like, okay, being aware of that, being aware of how I position myself to get that goal or whatever I need to do, analyze it. Don't be too hard on myself. Like, okay, I fucked up. Why? Because I did this instead of this. I didn't position myself well. Maybe if I bring the clothes, the running clothes in my car, that I could just, as soon as I get off of work, put that clothes on and go straight, go run at a near park, run a few miles. Then I'll then go then I'll be okay with getting that beer after the run. Then, like I have to tweak it. I just have to tweak my habits, create the habits, which is the hardest part, especially if you have habits that have been instilled for years that you're starting to catch on is causing you to not position yourself. So, I think that's what comes into my mind when it comes to if I fail on doing something, mm-hmm. it's because I didn't position myself right. Yeah. And, you know, without failure and without struggle, you're not going to have progress or growth. So I look at it when I set something out, say I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to do this, 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 and that. And say one of the days I miss or one of the days I only do cardio or one of the days I say I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do 200 push-ups every day. And I wake up and I forget. I take that as I take that on the chin and I just take it as, okay, we need to scrap this plan. We need to come up with a new one. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's just too much for me to think about right now. Or maybe I need to lock in more. Maybe, okay, I need to wake up and do a hundred or maybe I need to do more. Maybe I need to do it before I go to sleep. And when I wake up, making it into a routine and set alarms on my phone, write it down, put it on my whiteboard, put it in front of my mirror. So when I walk into my bathroom, I see it every day. You know what I mean? So, you know, the the failure of, you know, 
things not going as planned or the failure of or thinking of it as a failure to accomplish that goal that you set out for yourself or that thing that you're pursuing, it's fine. You're going to make it worse if you harp on that failure and you sit there, oh, woe's me. Oh, better yet, it's, be it's better for me to just, I already missed two workouts, might as well not work out for the week. No, get your ass up, <laughs> go do what you planned out to go do. Just start it from that day forward. Okay, I messed up yesterday. Today forward, I'm going to do the right things to put me in a position to be successful. And, um, you know, a lot of that that, you know, keeps me on track, too, when it comes to that and setting my goals is, you know, sometimes I'll talk to my dad or I'll talk to my brother or I'll talk. I have somebody to talk to. I'll talk to my girl or whatever it may be. And um, it keeps me motivated and it keeps me keeps me going and keeps me into it keeps me on that tunnel vision. You know what I mean? And keep looking at the, you know, the, the looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. So <clears throat> what I want to ask you, like, do you think like your family and friends keep you in that mindset or to keep you on track? And do you think that, you know, having those relationships or your family and friends can harm or help you? Obviously, it depends on the quality, too, of your friends and family. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people I've had experience with cer certain family members that, we're just very, very selfish and not in a, not in the best way, you know, like, so I know that like it won't relate to everybody, but that's why you have to choose who you want. Like you might have 50, you know, you might have over 50 people in your family and only five you're really close with because of good intentions and they never did you wrong and they're great with you and great people, but that other 45 out of 50 is just, you know, great people, best intentions for themselves and maybe their kids or whatever, they're close niche, but they might not have the best, you know, they're not going to, you know, put your, they're going to put you first, which is fine, but they might not, you know, you know, not be the best. So, yeah. and that's why I believe having a solidified group, you know, I have my, well, I, I don't know, at this point, friends are my family. So I don't know why I say friends as much, but more like, you know, my family, which are you and, you know, blood, blood or not, whatever, people who I feel that have the best intentions for me and that's been around me since the jump, it is so important that I keep them involved and try to maybe send a few text messages of a happy birthday or do a little bit more to keep them, you know, to nourish the relationships, which I know I need to do better, but keeping them around keeps me level-headed like you know when the pride or the ego the more money you make that new car or they keep me like they they uh is it not inflate but deflate my head sometimes if i get i'm very very confident sometimes it could be like perceived as cocky but i just know what i want and i know what intentions i want to set for myself and i know that everything i do is really not for me it's for it's for everybody that's around me like i want to be able to leave something behind i want to give people experiences that they never had. I want to give a different perspective that they never heard. And that means the, like the world to me, like it might seem as selfish, but really it's the most unselfish act because everything I'm doing is for everyone else, but myself, you know what I mean? And giving a smile and giving things and seeing people's like expression on, and the smile on their face gives me that, that that's more than money to me. 
So keeping them around really keeps me level-headed to keep me humble and to remember like my intentions of the reason why I'm pursuing these goals. You know, I feel like you see a lot of people get lost when you don't have a, um, like a, a, you know, family around or, or what you call friends, very close people, strong, you know, like, you know, as part of your squad, I guess you could say too, like if you don't have your team around you, if you don't have a team, I'm sorry, then you don't have a vision. So you're moving off of ego and pride. You have nobody that's checking you and nobody's telling you like, hey, that's not how you treat somebody. Like you talk to the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. Like you need somebody that's going to tell you like, hey, that's not cool what you just did. Like you need somebody to do that. You don't want a bunch, a bunch of people that, you know, see the potential in you and are just willing to say, yes, 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 you're right all the time and never check you. Because then you will never see when you're doing wrong and you're not checking yourself and reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So like keeping those people, you know, around you that keep you grounded is such a necessity. It's a, it's a need for me. Like I need it. So I, I need to make sure that, you know, I keep them around me because if I don't, you know, you can get lost. So for people who maybe don't have a squad or have that core um, friends or that core circle that maybe can put them in a better space or motivate them to put them in a position to win um, when looking for that. Um, I know me personally, you know, at least out of one or two of those those people in your circle, you got to have a mentor. You got to have somebody that you can look up to that can shoot you advice that can be there for you or has been where you're trying to go in that sense. And, you know, throughout my my success, you know, you know, I've had many mentors. You know, I have one now, my success coach, um, Jerry Bazetta, and I have, you know, um, you know, Dante Marsh, one of my defensive coaches um, when I was at Modesto Junior College and you know, he's been to the place that I'm trying to go, the NFL, CFL, Hall of Famer, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to get to that space. So having them in in my circle and having, having them as a person I can reach out to, you know, besides my dad, besides, you know, obviously you and, you know, our friends, you know what I mean? Like having those type of people in your life, um, it can put you in a place where, you didn't even know you could be six months from now. So um, it, it's it's very critical and important for you to have that that core squad with you and, you know, build from that, build those relationships with them, you know, help them when they're down. They're going to help you when you're down and you guys be there for each other um, because it's all about, you know, keeping each other, you guys up, keeping yourselves up and and genuinely wanting to help one another and be there for each other. Yeah. And you see that in people and I even caught myself doing it like um, and sometimes it's it's true. And that's why people start to do this thing that I'm about to say is that you would network with people that you never met and they support you more than the people that have been around in your life. So sometimes you'll you'll catch yourself or you catch people that will nourish those relationships with those new network people that they see that could be a gain or it could be opportunity if you just cater to them or you're you know, or just being genuine yourself, like the opportunities are going to show if you're a genuine person. But then it's like, well, you're not nourishing those other relationships with your legit family that you're mm -hmm. with every day. 
regardless of how they are, if maybe they're judgmental, maybe they're judgmental because you also are. Like, mm-hmm. and I always believe like if you want people to be a certain way, not by forcing, but you have to be a reflection of what you want them to be. So, I think like sometimes the people that you get with is a reflection of who you are at that moment or you are at that time when you guys, you know, met. And it doesn't only mean, it means any type of relationship, not just like spouse or whatever, but family, friends. Like sometimes people will nourish the relationships of people that you barely met more than the people that are there that keep you actually aligned to who you are. Who you are changes, right? Like you're always gonna, you're always gonna change. You're always developing. Like you can't say, oh, I never change. Like it's a damn lie. That's a damn lie. You're constantly changing. And if you're not, that might be the same reason why you're at that same place for 15 years and have never grown or adapted or, or like, you don't need to seek promotions. You know what I mean? But you need to seek more though. Like you shouldn't be in the same spot and have the same knowledge and have the same way of the way you dress and the way you talk when you were in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you can't be moving in a way of a uh, popularity. Like you need to stop trying to fit in. You know what I mean? Like you need to separate yourself and, and do the things that you want other people to do for you. So, and that's by nourishing the relationships, being a leader, working on just trying to be better, being open to fucking up and being vulnerable and trying to seek help, like getting a mentor. I never thought about getting a mentor. Like, Shit, my mentor was trial and error, like fucking up, like, and um, Russ said that in a song too. He's like, my OG was trial and error, like that was my OG, like me myself fucking up, making the mistakes, looking at other people making mistakes, seeing what the closest people to me were doing correctly that I wanted to do, and I'll ask like, hey, how do you do that? Why do you do that? And then adapt it to myself. So, like, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but <laughs> but it just you know it. It's in me, not on me. But yeah. <laughs> but I really do believe, like, you know, it's so important to keep those people around you because they keep you leveled. Mm, facts. No, that's facts, most definitely. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We talked about a lot of good stuff. I'm, you know, thankful and blessed to be, for us to have this this platform and to have the people that are supporting us, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's almost surreal. Like, I was, we were talking about before, you know, before we started this podcast today like i feel like i blinked and looked up and like we have like like a whole like group you know what i mean that 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 supports us and it's following our pages consistently liking the podcast on youtube uh leaving comments and stuff like that and like it's all really appreciated you know and you know my my boy me and my boy we putting in mad work for you guys and trying to put out content for you guys and you know we don't, you know we don't we don't gain anything from this but giving out free game. That's the only thing we gain is, you know, when you guys send us those those messages, send us those text messages, you know, tell us like how you guys are making changes for the better, you know, to be more positive or to make better choices in your life. Like that's what we love to hear. You know what I mean? We're doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. So. We appreciate all you guys, and we appreciate you guys for watching on Self Revelations. Sheesh. Nice. Damn, a good one.